The Lord hath given me the tongue of the learned, that I should know how to speak a word in season to him that is weary. Isaiah chapter 50, verse 4. You are about to hear the encouraging word with Bishop E.A.T. Saki. Wave of your hand if you're in church. Thank you, sir. I talk about people and places that how to recognize God's blessing for our lives. Amen. Or how God blesses us. How does God affect and influence our lives? And there are so many ways. This book is, He that hath, to him shall be given. And he that hath not, to him shall be taken away. That even what, taking even that which he hath. Now, I was talking to you and I'm going to conclude it today. That one of the ways God directs us and instructs us and blesses us is through people that we meet. I thought somebody would say amen. And we saw um, a scripture from Luke chapter 19 and verse number 44. Luke chapter 19, verse number 44. All right, find it. I'll put on the screen quickly so that we can carry on. All right. Bible says to us, the last part, Pastor Ronald, we are waiting for you, or um, Alfred, we are waiting for you. Put on the screen so that we can all finish it up. All right. I don't think that he is ready, or they are ready up there. All right. So let me read it to you from my Bible. Luke chapter 19 and verse number. 44. Now Jesus said that, and a time will come when they shall lay thee even with the ground, to the, with the ground and thy children with thee, and they shall not leave in thee one stone upon another, because thou knewest not the time of thine visitation. Now, what is important in life is to know your time of visitation. Say amen. I didn't hear you aloud, amen. Bible said the reason for which they will go to have so many problems is that they do not know the time of their visitation. When we're in school, in secondary school, we had, especially in boarding schools, you have visitation time. When your parents come and visit you. And when your parents come and visit you, you know that good things are going to happen to you. Because they come with all sorts of beautiful things for us and all that. So we all look forward to the time of visitation. And then no matter the visitation time is let's say one hour or two hours, two o'clock till 4 p.m. on Sundays. So you will be waiting and watching your time. As the time flies by, you'll be watching and seeing, am I getting any visitor? Is anybody coming to visit me, are my parents coming? Sometimes when my wife and I we go and visit our children, we often get there late, just about because my wife is often late. Sorry, don't tell her when you see her. But anyway, when we go and visit them, they are waiting. When we get to the school compound, we can see that they are standing on the veranda waiting for visitation. Because when it is four o'clock, the doors are closed. What a shock! Are you still in church? Are you still in church? So they're always looking and stretching their necks 
hoping that their parents are coming with good food and then with other things. But when the bell rings, go crying, they ring the bell. Four o'clock is over. And now the gate is shut. Then nobody will visit them again. But Bible says that the people, the reason why they miss their blessing is because they did not know their time of visitation. But you never miss your time of visitation. I didn't hear your amen at all. So quickly, I'm just running through what he said the last time and then wrap it up. So number one, God blesses us through the people we meet. And we saw in Genesis chapter 30 and verse 27, Laban said that Laban is a Jacob's uncle. And Jacob ran away to visit to see his uncle after he took his father's blessing, his, his brother's blessing. And the Bible says that when he got there, he, he worked for his uncle. The uncle employed him. He got a job. Faith, are you with me? He got a job and all that. And then when it was time for Jacob to leave, look at what Laban said. He said, and Laban said to him, I pray thee if I have found favor in thy eyes, tarry or stay. For I have learned by experience that God, that the Lord has blessed me for thy sake. For thy sake is an English expression. But in a modern English, it says that I have learned by experience that God has blessed me because of you. Somebody say amen. So God blesses us because of others or through others. May you never miss your blessing in Jesus' name. Jacob was like a nobody. He was like somebody that nobody really uh, knew. But when he got into the employment of Laban, the Bible says that everything changed. I see things changing in your life. Shout amen again. So when he said, can I have another version, Pastor Ronald, so that we can get the meaning properly. All right. So when Laban said that God has blessed me for thy sake, it's like since you came around, I've seen changes in my life. May God bring people into your life that bring changes into your life. Laban said unto him, please let me say something. I know that the Lord has blessed me because of you. Amen. So we see, number one, God blesses us because of Jesus Christ. Because of Jesus, our lives are what it is today. He came to, when Jesus walked on the earth, he came unto his own, but his own received him not. People did not recognize him and see that it is, this is the reason for, for our salvation. The world rejected him, but by the shedding of his blood, you and I are saved today. Shout your loudest, amen. Now, very important. Another thing that God blesses, another way God blesses us through people is sometimes we need to recognize the people that God sent, the fathers that God sent into our lives. Now, I need to say this, and I say it seriously, that God intentionally puts you in the family in which you are. I thought you'd say amen. Your family, you are not, you are not a Nigerian by accident. God knew. You see, some of you, you, you wish that you are not Nigerians. I should say it again, isn't it? So if you really wish that you are, you are, uh, what? You are, you are an American. What a shock. 
Go and see how they are killing themselves. This year alone, this year, from January till this month, they have had, uh, in, in April, am I right? They had more than 2,000 shootings. They go to schools, they go to banks, they go to, they are shooting and killing themselves. As you want to go to America so badly, they are looking at me. I'm preaching to you, Joseph. Keep looking at me. I'm not sure America is a bad place, but I'm saying that you must bless God for who you are and where you are. He didn't say amen. I know why he didn't say amen because you don't believe what I'm saying. He said, Bishop, I don't know how hard Nigeria is. I know Nigeria is hard, but other places also have their challenges. Nowhere cool. The grass always looks green on the other side. When you stand by behind the wall and look across, you see grass green. But when you get to the feet, you discover that there are brown patches among the green grass. So don't look at somebody's blessing and feel that you'll be denied. Yes, we don't have much money like they have in other places, but we don't have that sort of silly behaviors. Places where human beings have sex with animals. You're looking at me. I'm preaching to you. I'm preaching, I'm preaching to you. Places where human beings, I mean, men have sex with men. I don't know what I'm saying. Yeah, I told you, I know somebody, a brother I know personally, who was with us in Ghana. He went to America. Now he wears pampas. Because he uses his anus for sex. May God deliver us from that silly behavior. If you didn't say amen, you are a suspect. Are you still in church? I said, are you still in church? Ask your neighbor, are you a suspect or you understand what the man is saying? Ask him, are you a, are you a suspect? Are you a suspect? What a shock. Are you still in church? I said, are you still in church? So all I'm saying to us here is that, you know, the Bible is talking about, I'm talking about the blessing of fathers. Now listen to me. You are a young boy, young girl growing up. You must bless God for your parents. One of the things that I detest most is young people who despise and disrespect their parents. It is a curse. Look, even if your father didn't look after, look, look after you, you are a seed of your father. You have no rights to curse and to show disrespect to your parents. I don't know why the church is so quiet this morning. I, I, I cannot talk to anybody here. Young girls who can quarrel with their mothers, quarrel with their fathers. One day, there was a man, there's a certain young, young, young man in Ghana. His mother died. They put their mother in caskets. You know, like we do, I mean, I don't know how you do, how you do it here. You are, very, you are very serious. When it comes to funerals, you do it very quickly. In Ghana, we almost worship the dead. Somebody can die and they keep the body for one year before they bury. Mm, what a shock. But anyway, this woman had been laid in states, lying down like that, wearing her wig, everything. So people were filing past, showing what we call last respect. Is that what they say? They say, the God they call it. That's why you go and file around the body, and then you, you bow, and then you walk out. You call it what? I can't, what do you call it? You're showing last respect. Can you believe what this young man did? His mother died, though. When he got to where the body was laid, 
Everybody was showing the last respect, the only respect that before the woman is buried. The boy went there, pulled the woman's wig, and slapped the mother with the wig. The mother who is nine mistakes. I want to show him her last respect. Today, that boy is mad. My name is E.T. Saki. I'm talking to you. That boy who had a, just one opportunity to show your mother last respect. I detest young people who despise their parents. I'm telling you. Of course, my father didn't look after me like I expected. But before my father died, I was his favorite son. Because you see, I don't know what happened. Sometimes children have a way of taking sides. Father and mother, who is right? I'm on side and mother. If we're a child, never take sides on anybody. Never take sides with anybody. Because you are not there when your father and mother were quarreling. I know why you are quiet. I'm preaching. So can I preach to somebody here? Look, you are not there. So please, if you're a child, be a child. You go up one day to see that things are not as they look. You don't know everything. Yes, thank you very much, sir. We know very little. So you see, my father, I, when I grew up, my father, I realized my father wasn't so much into my life. But as I matured, I discovered that it is in my interest to honor my father. Every young person might decide to honor your parents. Say amen again. Am I talking to you here? Blessing comes by father's blessing. For a father to speak about, you see, one day, there was a certain bishop in the Bible. His name is Bishop Noah. What a shock. One day, he got drunk. Maybe he was a little depressed. Maybe he had some difficulties. Maybe he had some challenges. And Noah got drunk and was lying in his room, naked, his bedroom, naked. And he had three sons. Uh, Japheth, Shem, and Ham. Noah had three sons. And then, you know, Noah was lying in his room, and then Ham was coming, the third boy was coming to the room. He was coming, whistling into the room, and then he kicked the door open. And then the son, when the son entered, there was Father Noah lying down, drunk and naked. What a shock. You know what happened? The little boy, the young boy, he took his cell phone. And took a picture of his father's banana. And put it on Instagram. And put it on Facebook. And put it on WhatsApp and TikTok. You're looking at me. I mean, he sent it around to the family page. Look at drunk daddy. Now you see, that little boy has forgotten. That it was his father who built an ark. If the father has not built that ark. The water would have swallowed. When the father built the ark, he brought his son in. If the father has not, if Noah has not brought the children into the ark, remember that the children would have perished. Today, the boy had the audacity to embarrass his father. I don't know why the place is very quiet today. I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't feel comfortable. Should I stop preaching? Or I should preach to those who are here rather? Can, can I come here and preach to those who are here? What a shock. I'm saying that no matter how you may even be more prosperous than your father. But your father always remains your father. No one cares him. So today, you are laughing and making ridicule of me. Because I'm drunk. You don't know what I have been. You see, when you see a grown-up, you don't know the challenge the grown-up has had. 
When you feel you're a young person and a young boy and a young girl, I can do what I like. When your mother calls you, leave me alone. When you're moving on, hey, be careful, young girl. Be careful, young girl. Can I preach to anybody here? Can I talk to anybody here? Your ignorance and your arrogance is too much. I said what? Your ignorance and your arrogance. Sometimes we are too ignorant and too arrogant. When we look at the end, we don't know what challenges they have had. What difficulty they have had. I beg, as long as I'm your pastor, I'm going to teach you to honor your father and mother. As long as I'm here in just with you. I won't accept it. I've had parents come to me and say, Bishop, I can't control my daughter anymore. How come your mother cannot control you? You do what you like. Full of yourself. Nobody can advise you. You are like a prodigal son who walked out and then walked away from his father's house. One day, the next time we read about the prodigal son, he was eating with pigs. Eating pig's food. Yes. Although his father's house may not be an exotic house, may not be a house of first but there was food in the house. We never heard that the boy was eating pig's food. So he walked away from his father. I can see the tears in his father's eyes as the boy rebelliously and stubbornly walked away. Young boys and girls in, in the city of Jos, God sent me to you to tell you, calm down, calm down. Calm down. I said, what? Hold your neighbor's ear and pull the ear. I said, calm down. Calm down, young lady. Calm down, young man. Hallelujah. Don't be too ignorant and arrogant. The, the prodigal son who walked away. I'm going. I'm going. No. One day I was speaking to a young, I mean, a lecturer in the university. One of the universities in Ghana. The lecturer called me. He said, please come and talk to my son because nobody can control my son. I went to him. We sat in the living room. The father was here. I was here. And then the boy was sitting there. 19 years old boy. What have you seen at the age of 19? Why are you so full of yourself? The boy would never listen to his father. And so I began to, as I spoke to the young boy, the boy got up. It was, he was getting irritated by my too much talking. Uh, pastors, you like talking too much. I'm sure that's what he was telling himself. Jasper, are you with me? Jasper, are you in church? Now the boy was, I mean, couldn't, couldn't be controlled. He got up to leave me alone. And then as he was, as, he, as I was talking to him, he got up and was leaving, walking out on myself and his father. And the father was looking at him. And the father said, John, if you walk out of that door, don't come back. The boy walked all the way. All the way. To the door. And the father said, John, don't open the door. And John was looking at, me, looking at his father and he opened the door. And, he, and the father said, John, don't walk out. Don't walk out. If you walk out, don't come back. And John looked at me, looked, and then stepped out and slammed the door. That was John. Walked out. The father sat down. The lecturer, lecturer in chemistry, PhD in chemistry, 19 year old boy, 
his own son. When others honor him and respect him, his own son, he couldn't, uh, he, he wouldn't regard him. He walked out. Mr. Moto, can you do it? He walked out on his father. And myself, father looks so embarrassed as he looked at me. I said, oh, sir, I'm a pastor. I'm used to these things. I'm used to being shown disrespect. Bible said that we are the offscoring of all things. It's okay. Don't be embarrassed at all about this. The father was so sad. I'm telling you. The father said, John, don't walk out. He walked and slammed the door. Listen, there's a saying that when you walk out of a door, close the door gently. Because one day you need the door to come back. When you slam it and the door breaks, now we have to barricade it. Permanently lock it. Next time you are coming, you can't come in. Because the way you slammed the door, you broke the door down. Don't spoil relationships. Don't break down the door. That's why do you think they are so quiet in church this morning? Why do you think the people are so quiet? <laughs> because the bitter truth. Listen. Listen, I wish there was a happy ending to this story. The next time I heard about this boy, he had tried even to murder his own sister. Took a knife, ran it. The fact that the sister had cut on his face. And the boy, today, as I'm talking, I think it's a joke. He's walking the streets of Accra, totally gone man completely. He's on drugs. He was on, he's totally gone. He walks naked on the streets. A lecherous son. Father said, I could hear the father's word. My son, you walk out of here. Don't come back. It's a curse. What am I saying? We must learn to, God blesses us through the father that he, and mother that he gives us. Through the parent that God gives us. Your parents may be poor, but bless God for the. My mother didn't have much money. But I always say, when I was going to school, one treasure, my mother gave me a Bible. Mothers are angels. I didn't say fathers are devils. I said mothers are. What a shock. Are you still there? My mother gave me, she didn't have money, but she gave me a Bible. Bless God for that Bible. Bless God for mothers. May your father and mother be always be proud of you. May you make your parents proud. May you make your elders proud. Shout your loudest amen again. Am I preaching to anybody in this church? Am I talking to anybody in this church? Sometimes lame. Your father says lame. You think it's a punishment. You want to watch TV. You'll never disobey your parents. You'll never, even here in Jaws, the city of Jaws, as I've been here for less than one year, I've seen parents who talk to me about their children. Said, Daddy, I don't know what to do about my child again. I don't want to do about my child again. So if you are watching and listening to me here, God brought you to this church to redirect your life. So that the mistakes you made yesterday, you will not make them again. You will not ruin, you are too young, you are 24, 25, 30 years. You are too young to ruin your future. Say Bishop, say it again. Come on, say Bishop, say it again. I said, how, listen, how old are you? Pardon? Only 19. Stand up, stand up. What's your name? Marvelous. Look at the nice name. I hope you are, you are living a marvelous life. You are too young to ruin your future. You are too young to follow we smokers. You are too young to become wayward. You are too young. You see, when a tree is young, 
It's easy to replant it. The trees, we bought some trees. The, tree, the trees are young, six months and so on. We can plant and replant them. But when the tree grows, becomes a big tree. When you approach it, the tree dies. 19 years old. You are young enough to be turned this way and turned this way. But after it's grown, let me show you a scripture in Proverbs chapter 29, verse 1. Look at it. Everybody, look at it. What's happening? And sit down, sit down, sit down, sit down. Qu- quickly, quickly. Proverbs chapter 29. I'm just about to end the sermon. Are you being blessed by the word of God today? And is it earnest? Yeah, beautiful. Can I have the scripture quickly, Pastor Ronald? Look at it. Proverbs 29 and verse number 9, okay? Verse number 1, sorry. Verse number 1. He that's being often reproved Hardens his neck shall suddenly be destroyed and yet without remedy. Can you have a modern version so we can understand it better? The modern version. Just verse 1, please. It says, Some people refuse to bend when someone corrects them. Eventually, they will, be, they will break and there will be no one to repair the damage. I don't know whether you are seeing it. Are you seeing it with me? My UI and the University of uh, George guys, are you, are you watching it? He says what? He says what? Some people refuse to bend. When you come to church, you are receiving the word of God, correcting you, rebuking you, reproving you, instructing you, ad- admonishing you. Some people refuse to bend when someone corrects them. Some of you, even when I preach, you're already angry. You're looking to watch. I want to walk away. Take a, who is that? Very good question. Who is that? Some people refuse to bend when someone corrects them. Eventually, they will break and there will be no one to repair the damage. You see, there's a time when you can be corrected. I'm more than 60 years old. You think I'm young. I'm only handsome. That's why I look young. I was was born in 19. I was born in 19 what? Mind your own business. I'll tell you something. All these years, I mean, at this age, at 60, I've, gone, I've lived quite a bit. But even still, I can still be corrected. Today, up to today, my mother is, my mother is alive and my mother is my mother. My, 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 yes, I got a call. My mother wants to talk to me. I stop whatever I'm doing. I have to call her immediately. No matter how big I feel, I'm, I'm, I'm my mother's son. As long as she's alive, I'll always be her son. I'm not too big. To call her to even be corrected. My son said, My mother said, Why have you not called me? I said, Mommy, I'm sorry. You're not too big to say sorry. You're looking at me. I'm talking to you. Keep looking at me. Take pick the phone and answer the call as I dial your number right there. Tell your neighbor, the man is dialing your number. Say, the man is dialing your number. I'm preaching. I said, I'm preaching. Can I preach to somebody here? Can I talk to somebody here? Someone, some people refuse to bend. Who is it? Lovina. Are you bendable? Are you bendable? When? Stand up. What a shock. Is is when bendable? (laughs) Bible says that some people refuse to to bend when they are corrected. 
Sister Hannah, you are getting married next week Saturday. In your marriage, may you be bendable. I said, may you be bendable in your marriage. I said, may you be bendable in your marriage. So when the husband says one, they say 17. What a shock. When the husband says, when the husband calls them, Hannah, no, not, not this Hannah, another Hannah. Hannah, Hannah. Hey, am I a dog that you shout at me like that? Hey, what a shock. Hey, are you still in church? I said, are you still in church? Unbendable. I know why you are unbendable. I've, I've officiated more than 1,000 marriages. My name is Yetisaki. I've counseled many married couples. I've seen women who are unbendable. Nobody can correct them. Nobody can correct them. Nobody can talk to them. He said, Bishop, somebody is saying, I said, somebody is saying his head, Bishop, what about the men? You, are, you see, you see what you are, the way you are thinking. It's a bad way to think. Are you still in church? I said, are you still in church? Yeah. Amen. Ask your neighbor again. Pull your neighbor's ear and ask him. Pull it hard. Ask him, are you bendable? Are you bendable? I said, Mama, mama please hold the ear and pull the ear and ask her, are you bendable? Are you bendable? <laughs> eh? Mr. Daniel, hold your neighbor's ear and pull it and ask her. I ask him, are you bendable? Are you bendable? One day we're talking to a lady. I said, look, your husband is here. Move can join your husband. He said, look, I'm fiercely, I'm fiercely independent. That's what the wife said. I'm fiercely independent. You can be independent. Fiercely independent. Can I understand? I can't, I won't do what anybody tells me. Bible is making us to see here. Listen, I'm saying to all of us here, I'm about to end in a few minutes. Is it yet 10 o'clock? Is it yet 10 o'clock? Oh, okay, okay. I have two more hours to preach. What a shock. <laughs> don't worry. Don't worry. I'll be ending shortly. But all I'm saying is that God's word might be able to bend you. Say amen. God's God might be able to instruct you. You're not wiser than God. I said what? Tell your neighbor, you are not wiser than God. Hold the shoulder and shake him and tell him, you are not wiser than God. You are not wiser. Hallelujah. God's word is supreme. God said, husband, love your wife. Wife, submit to your husband. That's the word of God. Husband must love. Wife must submit. Say, preach, bishop, preach. What a word. What a word. What a word. In this modern day of equality, that it has playing golf. You know, when you go and play golf, you will see that the tea, what they call tee box, that's where they start playing there. That's where you start from. The tee box of the men is here. Tee box of the women is here. So the women play half, far ahead of the men. And you say we are equal. Let's carry on the way that we go. <laughs> Hello? Hello? Are you still in church? Okay, so I'm talking about ways that you acknowledge and recognize God's blessing. If you honor your parents, God will bless you. When the two children of, of, of the two others, the two other children of, of, of Noah, when the man brought the, when the brother brought the 
father's naked pictures. They said, no, 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 no. He's our father. Even if he's a drunkard, he's our father. So for your father in here in Joss, is not such a great person in your eyes. But they say your father. Say amen. You said, it's our father. We will never look at our father's nakedness. Bible said that they came backwards. Japheth and, and, and Shem. They walked backwards and covered their father's nakedness. When an elder person makes a mistake, cover the person's nakedness. One day you also make a mistake. You need somebody to cover your nakedness. That is why David did not kill Saul. Saul was pursuing David. Saul wanted to kill David. One day David found Saul sleeping in a cage. And then all the friends of David said, kill him. The man I've been pursued to kill him. David said, I'll never touch him. Let me, I'm leaving the hands of God. God knows how to deal with him. But me, David, I'll never touch him. Don't never take vengeance in your own hands. Leave God to sort it out. Say, preach, Bishop, preach. David said, I will never touch the Lord's anointed. One day, David also made a mistake. As a king, he went to sleep with somebody and then he went, he organized for the persons who had not to be killed. But the people who were with David they didn't touch David. They left David in the hands of God. Why? Because they have learned from David that you don't touch kings. You don't touch grown up. You don't touch, leave them. If David had killed Saul, when he made a mistake, the others would have killed him. What a word. What a word. Are you still in church? I said, are you still in church? So all I'm saying to all of us here, God will send people to you. God will send fathers. God will send me strangers into your life. People that you don't know, God will bless you through strangers. May God bless you through sources that you don't know about. I didn't hear your amen at all. I don't know whether you are still in church. Hallelujah. I said hallelujah. Recognize it. The God will send, you know, if you look at the, uh, um, Moses, Samson, are you with me? Moses, when he ran away from Pharaoh because he killed an Egyptian, he went to the world and he met somebody, in, he met some people, and then he helped them to feed the cattle. They took him to Jethro's house. Moses was a stranger. But this man says, I'll take you, just I'll take you in. Gave him a job, gave him a, a, a wife to marry and all that. God has a way of blessing you from unknown resources. Say amen. And finally, there are places that God had designed his blessing to be. And may you dwell in those places. Come on, say amen. Let me show you two scriptures and we close. Psalm 26. Psalm 26, verse number 8. Please join me and let's read it together and then we'll be done. Shall we all read on the screen? Ready, go. Lord, I have loved the habitation of thy house and the place where thine honor dwells. No, that, that is David saying. David saying that I love the habitation, I love your house and the place where your honor dwells. You know, God chooses places where his honor dwells. And when you come there, the honor of God will come upon you. Say amen. The church is a place. Where the honor of God dwells. And David said, I love the place where your honor is. 
I love the place where the habitation of your house and the place where thine honor dwells. Look at Psalm 80, 80, Pastor, Pastor Rona, Psalm 84, verse number 10. Psalm 84, verse number 10. Thank you, Jesus. Are you still there? Look at it. Can we all read? Everybody, join me and let's read all loud and clear on the screen. Ready to go? For a day in thy cause is better than a thousand. I had rather be a doorkeeper in the house of my God than to dwell in the tents of wickedness. Another version. Give me another version, please, quickly. Another version. Beautiful. Beautiful. It says, one day in your temple is better than a thousand days anywhere else. Did you see that? I don't know. Did you see that? Ernest, are you looking at it? Bible says that one day in your house is better than a thousand days elsewhere. Serving as a guard or as an usher or as a security in my God's house is better than living in the homes of the wicked, of wickedness. Of the wicked. Now, what I'm saying to all of you here is that God has chosen a place where His presence will be. A place which is called the house of God. And the Bible says that one day in your house is better than 1,000 elsewhere. Sitting here this morning, hearing the instruction, hearing worshiping God, hearing the word of God is better than 1,000 elsewhere. Some of you are good at worship or, 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 or washing your clothes Sunday morning. You are looking at me. I'm dialing your number. Pick the phone and answer the call. The reason I didn't come to church last week is because Sunday morning you are washing. You are washing. But God has chosen. David said, for me, one thing have I desired that will I, look at, that will I seek after that I may dwell in your house all the days of my life. May you dwell in the house of God all the days of your life. Shabida, coming to church should never be a burden. Should never be a problem. Mercy, Yakubu. Coming to church should never become a chore. Don't go and do your hair Sunday morning. Which, which is that salon which is always open Sunday morning anyway? What a shock. Are you still in church? Don't go and play football Sunday. As I'm talking now, go to Tuluwadan. Go to all of these places. Young men are playing football Sunday morning. When you're being, being in church, and snooker, and gambling Sunday morning. But David said, one day in your house is better than a thousand elsewhere. Never let it be a burden on you to come to church. But when you come, you hear God's word. When you come, God teaches you his counsel. When you come, God's blessing comes your way. Never let coming to church become a chore or a burden. Enjoy coming. And as you keep coming and keep coming, you see your life being transformed. Somebody say amen. You see how God is going to transform and change you completely. And now we'll see the glory of God on your life. You know something? I'm not out of weight. I'm only out of time. Stand to your feet, everybody. Clap your hands for the Lord. Come on, clap your hands for the Lord, every one of you. Give the Lord a shout of praise. Amen. I want you to move to seven people and tell them, make sure you come to church every Sunday. Move out of your church. Tell seven people, 
Make sure you are in church every Sunday. Hey, move, 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 move and tell your neighbors. Make sure. Make sure. Make sure. Make sure. Make sure. Make sure. The keyboard is off. Lift your two hands with me and let us pray. Everybody, lift your two hands up high. Can you lift your two hands up high as we pray? Father, I want to thank you again for today. Father, we lift our hands to you. We bless you. We honor you. Everyone of you, lift your two hands up high. People and places. People that God brings your way. And places where God has designed his blessing. I pray as your hands are lifted up. You will receive God's grace in your life. You will see God's help in your life. May heaven help you. May heaven be gracious to you. May heaven answer your prayer. May heaven smile upon you. May heaven fight your battles for you. May heaven lead in the path of victory. Lift your two hands to the Lord and speak to the Lord briefly for this word that we have heard. Say, Lord, I want to be a doer of your word. I want to be a doer. I want to do the word. I want to do what you have told me to do. I want your blessing to be real in my life as I, be a, as I become a doer of your word. Pray. Lift your two hands and speak to God for just one minute, two minutes. Talk to God this morning. I say, Lord, I pray. I pray. The people you send my way, the people that you bring my path, may I tap the blessing. May I never mess up my blessing. May I never mess up my life. And speak to you. I say, Lord, I pray. I will dwell in your house. I will dwell in your house. I will dwell in your house all the days of my life. Father, I pray for every hand lifted. I pray for every hand lifted. Be gracious to your children, of God. Be gracious to us, oh God. Be gracious to us. Help us, help us, help us. Help us, help us, oh God. To fulfill our calling. Help us, oh God. Be gracious to us. Be gracious to us. Be gracious to us. Be gracious to us. Lead us in the path of victory. Lead us in the path of success. Where others have failed. We will not fail by your grace. We will not fail by your mercy. Lead us, oh God. Lead us, oh God. And let your name be glorified. Father, give you thanks. As we lift our hands to you. We say be glorified in every life. Everyone that heard your word. Let your word rule and reign in our lives. Let your word have free course in our lives. Let your word show us where we ought to go. In the name of Jesus. I pray, I pray. I pray, almighty God. Let no person who has heard your word ever be the same again. Let your instruction, let your direction, let, let the word we have heard today be a guiding post in our lives. We give you praise and we give you glory. In Jesus' name. And everybody shouted your loudest. Amen. Shout your loudest. Amen. Clap your hands and give the Lord a shout of praise. Amen. Before you sit, just go close your eyes with me. Before you take your seats. As you come and you came. But in your hearts, you are not sure you are born again. You are not sure your name is written in the book of life. Today, I want to give you an opportunity to make a personal decision and to commit your life to God. If you are here this morning, want to say, Bishop, I need God in my life. I know I'm a sinner, but I believe Jesus died for me. 
if you are here right now, you want to turn over your life and give your heart to Jesus, lift up your right hand and I shall pray with you. Wherever you are, lift it up high. God bless you. I see your hands. Wonderful. I see your hands. Keep it up. Don't look at anybody. You lift your hands up. You're the one I'm talking to. Let your right hand go up high. Let it go up high. Father, thank you for these hands. I pray for them. I pray for every hand lifted up. I pray that you take control of their lives. Make them brand new people. Father, look at every hand. Now, if you have lifted your hand up, I want you to walk from where you are and come to me. I shall set them to come. Come to me in the front here. Just come. Come. together. Say, Dear Lord Jesus, today, say it out, today is my day of salvation. I come to you just as I am. Wash away my sins. Make me your own child. Say it after me. Make me your own child. I will serve you. I will follow you. I will trust in you the rest of my life. From today, my life belongs to you. From today, I am your child. Help me. See after me. Help me to follow you, to serve you, to trust you the rest of my life. Dear Lord Jesus, my life belongs to you. From today, I will serve you the rest of my days. Thank you, Father. In Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Father, thank you for these wonderful lives. I pray that you take full control of their life. Bless them and help them. And show them kindness. Rule and reign in their lives. 
Thank you, Father, for these wonderful lives in Jesus' name. God bless you. Now, you know, all of you here, I thank God for your lives. Amen. It's a beautiful day. The prayer you are praying is a very important prayer. The sweet of Ellen. <laughs> what a shock. All right. So, I want you all to follow my uh, lady passing here. My wife here, she's going to take your name down and you'll come back very quickly. So, can you go this way? Clap for them as they go.